Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Disney reports disappointing fourth quarter earnings. Shanghai Disneyland breaks ground on a new Toy Story-themed land. And Donald Trump will be coming to the Hall of Presidents next year. Also, we're going to talk about a rumor circulating that Disney may be in the process of buying Netflix. And we're going to tell you about the new Jingle Bells, Jingle Bam nighttime show at Disney's Hollywood Studio. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged episode 917 for the week of November 15th, 2016. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Teresa Eccles. Hey. Corey Martin. I'm just happy to be here. And back in the production nook, our associate producer, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Along with our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. And the lovely and talented Mr. Will Perry. Hello. So, glad to have you here, Will. It's been a, been a while. Yeah, it's great to be here. It has been a while. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, it has. Mm-hmm. See how much he loves me. Um, okay, so a couple things in housekeeping. First up, again, want to thank our patrons who are supporting us on Patreon. Um, it's been it's been awesome. And Rhino, what is some of the stuff that's gone up this week? Um, well, as the everybody loves the scaring me videos, those have gone up too. I I can't say that I enjoy those, but. Now we, guys we've love traumat- hiding around corners. We have traumatized Rhino. Now, if we just walk into a room. Yeah. He jumps. I, it's, it's like post-traumatic stress now coming into this house. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. Um, but Do you know your, your ringtone? Your ringtone on my phone? It's my scream. Is you screaming. Oh, please call him Hold on the show. Oh, no, my phone's inside. My uh, phone's inside. Oh, sh- next shame. week. Shame. Next week. I'll make sure I have the phone in here so that everyone can hear the rhino ringtone. I actually believe that that is a, uh, a ringtone package you can download as well now. I believe Oliver had the pleasure of making that. Oh, did he I, really? always, I always say thank you to him for everything he does for me. Yeah, That's great. It's a wonderful individual. Um, also, just want to remind everyone about our other shows throughout the week. Uh, every Monday is Unplugged.com, the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast with John, Kevin, and Tracy Heinrichs. John, what are we in store for this week? Uh, this past Monday, we did our second part of a three-part series on the Disney Dream, um, a sailing which we were all on because of our agent fam. Uh, Pete was a special guest on that show, and that was a show where uh, Kevin has coined the term Sea Police. So if you haven't seen it, please tune in to see the Sea Police reference. I couldn't think. I still don't know what they're called. <laughs> and uh, next, week is, next week is part three, and that's going to be our question and answer show that's about the Disney Dream. That should be, that should be like a, a drama on NBC, Sea really? Police. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that. So that's every Monday, disunplugged.com, or you can go to youtube.com slash dreamsunlimitedtravel and subscribe to that channel so you get notified every time. One of the new shows goes up. Uh, also, every Monday, DizUnplugged.com is the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. 
uh, with Tom Bell and his team. And again, I, he sent me the synopsis, and I forgot to copy it oh, in here. I, I knew I should have... Uh... I should have pulled it out. I literally just saw it and started reading it. And I was like, oh, I'm reading the wrong thing. Well, so. apparently you, you were intuitive and reading the right thing. I, I was, I was, yeah, I know. I should have, oh, gosh, I should have, uh, where is it? I'll find it. I'll Come find on, it. Claire, you can I'll find, find it. I'll find Here it is. On this week's Disneyland edition, the team reviews the entertainment and food offerings at Disney California Adventure's new Festival of Holidays event. Actually, uh, Tom has put up some uh, some videos from different mm-hmm. different booths around the event. I love that they're doing that out there now. Yeah, it's kind nice to see some, that Tom face. Taking some of that, well, I'm mean, just that, but also the fact that Disneyland is kind of kind of oh. borrowing that food and wine vibe and putting their own spin on it. There's some really cool stuff. Makes more sense than looking at Tom. <laughs> Aww. That you were talking about that, not this video. No, no, I am really happy. I'm that sorry, I, I was telling you that the other day. I'm yeah. really happy with the, the number of videos coming out of uh, the, our Disneyland team right now. Um, doing some great stuff out there. So if you you've been enjoying what we've been doing in the parks, Disneyland team is doing that as well now. So head over to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/JazzUnplug. Subscribe there, and you can be notified when all of our stuff goes up. Um, and since Oliver is in here, does anybody know what this week's best and worst is? Oh my goodness, I should have been far more prepared than this. No, I should have been far more prepared. Not your fault, mine. I have the app. I can check in the app. Hold on. So every Wednesday, we're doing a new show now called Best and Worst of Walt Disney World. These are what we are calling mini-sodes. So they're about anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes long. And we focus on just different things. So, uh... I'm waiting to find out. I believe it is... I know it's a holiday one. Yes. Top five best Christmas hidden gems. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's not top five best grammatically correct sentences. It's (laughs) top five best Christmas hidden gems. Um, But you get the idea. We're going to talk about five things that we really think are great hidden gems to experience at Walt Disney World over the holidays. So that will go up this Wednesday. Every Thursday, DizUnplugged.com, the universal edition of the Diz Unplugged. Craig Williams, Rhino Clavin, and Oliver Green. And what's up this week, Gregory? I believe Rhino and Oliver will take us on a visual journey through the studio tour at Universal Studios Hollywood that y'all did a little while back. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Mm. So I'm excited to mm. learn about that. Oh, sorry, I thought you were Rhino's right. excited because he just found out that that's what the show's about. I did. I did, right in this moment. So, got two days. <laughs> and of course, every Friday ish, disunplugged.com, Diz Pop with Mr. Rhino Clavin and sometimes other people. Mm-hmm. Um, that should be the official title. Other people. Diz, Diz Pop with Rhino Clavin and sometimes other people. What are you going to do this week? Um, well, last week we had a little bit of news and stuff to talk about. There's some news stories this week I'd like to talk a little bit more about. Like the, I know we're going to talk about Netflix on here, but I also want to give my thoughts on there. But um, I'll probably do the holiday good movies to watch for. I know I said I was going to do it last week, but I think I'm going to do that this week. Good must-watch you know, Disney uh, films for uh, th- Thanksgiving weekend coming up the following week from this week. I know. It's Yeah, isn't that crazy? A little over a week away. Yeah. So there be translate that. It's a week from Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> pro- pro- probably I don't know if I'll have a Diz Pop episode that week, but it might just be me eating stuffing my face of leftovers, but you're welcome. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay. Um Oh, there's something else I was gonna mention. I lost it. 
What was I going to say? I have no idea. <laughs> Why don't you know these things? Because I really haven't been listening. After I was talking, I stopped listening. <laughs> he just tunes out until it's his turn to talk. <laughs> All right. So that's our slate of shows for the week coming up. Anybody else have anything in housekeeping? I have housekeeping. Today is actually the 17th birthday right. and anniversary of Dreams Unlimited Travel. Isn't that awesome? So very, very excited about it, that. Can you, can you believe it has been 17 years? It's crazy. I... I I was so you know. First of all, shame on me. I forgot until you sent the email out this morning. I'm like, oh my god, he's right. November fifteenth, nineteen ninety nine was the day Dreams officially opened its virtual doors for business, and uh, seventeen years we have been we have been doing that. That's right. I have and our first virtual dollar up on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's it's hard to imagine. It's it's hard to imagine. Um, how much it's grown, how successful it's become. Ups and downs, the people have come and gone, memories. <laughs> okay, please stop. The late just, teen years are up, the hardest. I just brought up my coffee. I know, right? <laughs> Actually, the early teen years are the hardest. I'm hoping that right. we've grown up. Well, once you're of legal age, you got to cut more years and you'll be 21. And then it's all awesome from there because then you don't have to worry about it. Thank you, the philosopher <laughs> Teresa. Plato. Oh, wait, I was talking about me and my children. Plato on a purple blouse over here. Um, all right, anything else? Greg? Yes, I do. I want to give a big shout out to uh, Simeon. He was oh, yeah. uh, one of the uh, I, crew members on uh, the Royal Caribbean Harmony of the Seas that we just got off of uh, last week. Uh, he was. I forget his official title, something in entertainment. His director. name is Simeon? Simeon. And that was his He's birthday. He's a big fan. He's is... a massive fan of our show. He oh. saw Tracy, Corey, and I going to watch the uh, not so great ice show that they have on board the Harmony of the Seas. And he got us in there. And then afterwards, he, uh, he was the. Uh, the lead-in comedian before the real comedian came on stage at one of the other clubs, and he got us before in there. the real comedian. Wow, I'm sure he really appreciates no, no, that. He he was okay. Great. Th- he was funnier than Simeon. The I apologize to you. He even for that. changed up his routine to tailor it for Disney and our show. Like he ended it with like Tony's Town Square uh, restaurant because he kn- he knows how much we love that. Well, place. he should come on the show and do some comedy on our show. Oh, he was fantastic. And he was, the reason I said real is because he actually didn't even he didn't do comedy. That wasn't his thing. But he just kind of slowly has gone into it since he's been in the cruising industry. And he was hilarious. He took care of us uh, while we were on board, and we really appreciate it. We That's awesome because of it. See so. the one that made you take your shoes off for that picture. No, we did that wrong. No, that was alcohol creepy. to that. Okay. Johnny <laughs> Rucker made them do that. Johnny Rucker made them do it. That wasn't creepy at all. That's what we do. Okay, anything else in housekeeping before this devolves any further? All right, then we're going to throw it over to Johnny with the news. All right, our first news story. Disney reports fourth quarter fiscal earnings. Walt Disney reported quarterly earnings that missed expectations last Thursday. Disney posted earnings of $1.10 per share on revenue of $13. Oh my gosh, I can't read numbers. Disney posted earnings of $1.10 per share on revenue of $13.14 billion for its fiscal fourth quarter. Revenue from last year was down 3%. Disney was expected to report about $1.16 on a share. Of of thirteen point five two billion in revenue, which it did not. However, however, revenue for the year was actually up six percent 
to $55.6 billion, a record number. Net income for the year was up 12%, hitting a record $9.4 billion. Attendance at the U.S. parks were down for the quarter, though Walt Disney World itself was close to even. Attendance was down 10% due to one less week in the quarter. Uh, with that extra week, it would have amounted to a 3% decrease. Well, the story, the story there is that you know we are now seeing the decline in turnstile uh, attendance uh, show up in the quarterly. And uh, from what I understand from the Rhino's, uh, one of Rhino's news stories on the Daily Fix today was that Bob Iger was telling investors that they should expect a sluggish 2017 and 2018 will be better. Um, so they're not expecting this to turn around anytime soon. What I think is, is interesting is that uh, with the success, I mean, Disney, Disney had its best year ever in terms of movies. And even with that success and that revenue, they're still down. That tells me that, you know, things at the theme parks aren't where they want them right now. And I see it when I'm in the parks that it's not, you know, with the exception of like race weekend, um, they, uh, it's just not as busy as it's been, which is great. It's really nice sometimes to be in the park and not feel like I've been shoehorned in, but um, Something that happened today that uh, I don't think any of us are going to cover in our rapid fires or even the news mm-hmm. is Disney has sneaked in this special ticket all of a sudden. came out this morning. It was weird. This four-day weird ticket that amounts to about $70 per day for entrance. A lot of limitations on it, but it's good through, I think, May? April or May of next year? I don't remember exactly. Is it Florida resident? or is No, it- it's for anybody. And it's However, not it's to, not a park hopper ticket, and you can't use more than one park per day. Right. You can't go back. Yeah, you can't a, do the same park right, in the right. day. This is not a new parks. ticket. This was it's around a while ago. Ticket. Right. However, it's the price. Back when I worked in the timeshare industry, this was a very popular ticket. But it's very confusing because they didn't used to tell you that you could only use one park per day, and you couldn't repeat. Right. So, However, it's just weird that all of a sudden this ticket has popped up. And I don't know how they expect this to spur, you know, attendance all well, of a sudden. Well, you know, you're you're basically uh, you're lowering the price of admission to the parks, effectively. Um, but I don't know if anybody who's going to all of a sudden see this ticket and go, maybe a Florida resident would take advantage of it. But I can't imagine anyone all of a sudden saying, oh, yeah, I think it's going to be very I think it's going to be very appealing to people who stay off site. Is there a limit to do you have to do it in four consecutive days? No, I didn't read the four uh, expires 14 days after first use. So that would work for locals, too, if you want to bring a friend that doesn't have a ticket, mm-hmm. like True. for me bringing one of the girls and one of their friends doesn't have a ticket. That would be really yeah, so a it's plus through for May, us. It's through May uh, 26th, and the blockout dates December 17th through January 2nd, also April 10th through the 21st. So that kind of... Holidays. Uh, 86 is the, the spring break crowd. And um, Easter. And Yeah. So... But <laughs> yeah, but I haven't really calculated... You have to the commit current. then to going four times in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting, though. But these are the things that we're seeing... Um, not just this, we've seen, you know, a, a number of rate reductions at uh, the resorts. We've seen other other things, uh, a lot of a lot of perks for annual pass holders, a lot of special things for annual pass holders, things they have not done in years past because they're trying to get that revenue in the parks, that volume in the parks to drive up revenue for merchandise and and food. So uh, 
It's interesting. It's in, and it, with Iger saying expect sluggish results for the next year, I'm thinking they don't expect this to turn around anytime soon. Well, and again, I've been saying that, that in, in terms of the things we see them doing, the decisions we see them making business-wise, they're, they're, they're bracing for something longer than a few months. So I think, I think until some of this stuff that's under construction starts to open, I'm going to talk a little bit about that in one of these other stories because I have some questions. Um, but until some of this stuff starts to open, uh, I think this is what the story is going to be because I think a big part of what's depressing turnout has been the fact that so much is under what people hear is, oh, you know, they're building this and they're building this and they're building this and it's not going to open for another five years. So people are like, okay, you know what? Oh, We're just going to wait. Yep. We're just going to wait. And so now all of a sudden, annual pass holders and those of us that travel three and four times a year to Walt Disney World, we've started being pretty girl at the prom to Disney. And so we're getting these these perks and these bonuses that, quite frankly, should have been there long before this. One of the things Disneyland always did right was their annual pass holders have always been treated as special guests. There's always been a lot of attention paid to the annual pass holder program, given the fact that so much of their business comes from that market because it is more of a locals park. But here we are. If Disney had been building up that market and paying attention to that market for, let's say, the last five years, giving more perks to annual pass holders, treating annual pass holders more like their, you know, special guests, then it might have mitigated some of this, but that's part of the problem that I've always seen with Disney. It is, it is very, very short attention span. It's what do I need to do right now? Screw what's going to happen three or five years from now. It's very, very short attention span theater with these guys. I just priced out what a four-day, one, uh, one park per day ticket is. And so with this $70 ticket, it's 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 not a, it's not a 70 It's a $70 per day. Right. So, But four days, that's, that's a $45 savings. Right. So you can... Literally get two hamburgers at Cosmic Rays for awesome. that savings. <laughs> yeah, when you talk about a family of four, that and you're staying off site, for example, that's a significant savings. Mm-hmm. That's one hundred and sixty dollars, hundred or no, two hundred dollars almost. Um, Forty eight dollars times four, um, okay. it's almost two hundred dollars. So that was an adult ticket I compared it with. Huh? Right. Well, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Still, it, yeah. If you've got if you've mm-hmm. got two kids over ten and two adults. Mm-hmm. Um, that's significant. $200 in your vacation is a significant savings. So that's why I think this may appeal more because we see them doing a real push with off-property hotels. It is stunning, the push that is going on right now by Disney to promote off-property hotels. And so they're trying to tap into that market to bring people into the, more people into the parks. And that, I think, is what this ticket is aimed at. I don't think this ticket is aimed at the person staying at the Grand. I think this is... At the- I also think it's not aimed at anybody who's already booked. I don't think anyone's already booked cares. They've got their ticket in their package or they've have an annual pass or whatever. This is they're trying to drum up somebody new. Whether or not it works is really we'll have to wait and see. Well, I'll, I'll say this though for for all the construction that's going on, um, and really most of it is centered at Hollywood Studios. You know, there's really no construction Animal going. Animal Kingdom has got all of Avatar well, Animal Kingdom, but yeah, but that's that's like a, almost a new addition. That's off on the side. But I think people. The rest of Animal that. Kingdom is not really impacted by that. Um, 
the uh, you know Hollywood Studios is a third of a theme park right now, and at best. So, but because the narrative has become Star Wars Land, Toy Story Land, Avatar, people are like oh everything's under construction. I'm not going. The truth of the matter is that okay, if you go to Hollywood Studios, you're in the middle of it. Magic Kingdom, that construction's over with pretty much. Every so often we see a scrim go up, but for the most part, that's done. Nothing going on at Epcot yet. Once I think once Avatar finishes, um, Epcot's going to start, um, but it needs it desperately. Um, and uh, Animal Kingdom, like we were just saying. So, and I mean uh, Disney Springs, pretty much done. Just a couple more pieces to open up, and that's a great experience. <clears throat> so, if you're thinking that the entirety of Walt Disney World is under construction, not entirely true. It's kind of contained in two distinct locations but i don't know not bothering me when i go to epcot or hollywood or uh, magic kingdom and we're coming up my favorite time of year i love christmas at, at disney world it is my favorite it definitely is ours too no it's not it isn't stop right. stealing my ideas i really don't have any favorites no you don't have any favorites no all right, move move along. All right, our next news story. This will certainly bring people into the parks. <laughs> Bust of Donald Trump already in the works for Hall of Presidents. Bob Iger says that Disney is already working on a bust of President-elect Trump to be added to the Hall of Presidents attraction at the Magic Kingdom. The Hollywood Reporter says Iger spoke to Wall Street analysts after disclosing disappointing quarterly earnings results. The Disney CEO also railed against high corporate taxes. Iger said, quote, we are no longer competitive with the rest of the world in, the reg- in that regard and must be addressed. And it's possible that, given what's gone on this week, that that's likely to be addressed sooner rather than later. And that's obviously a good thing. It's also a good thing, I think, for markets and for most businesses that the transition is already off to what appears to be a fairly smooth start. Iger was speaking after Trump and President Obama met at the White House for a meeting to discuss the transfer of power. Iger added, quote, it looks like there's cordiality, which we've not seen in a long time, and there's an attempt by both sides with the incumbent and the president-elect to approach this in a rational, cordial, effective, and polite way. That can only be good for business and for the country. On the smooth transition front, we're going through a smooth transition as well. We've already prepared a bust of President-elect Trump to go into the Hall of Presidents at Disney World. Is there any truth to the rumor that the attraction is going to be sponsored by Orangina? I don't believe so. Oh, gosh. Skittles. Orange Tic Tacs. Um, so I want, to, I want to talk a little bit about his comment about taxes. Okay? Just let's put things in perspective. Mr. Iger is upset because corporate taxes in America are very high. We're the third highest taxes in the world when it comes to corporate taxes. We're like 35%. I did a little research online. And after you look at um, earnings after things that are being reported and depreciation and things like that, Disney's uh, effective tax last year was 12%. So I understand that companies rally against high corporate taxes. But at the end of the day, corporations like disney have people who help them pay less taxes that's just sort of the the way things work well it's funny kevin just handed me his ipad the uh main page of cnn.com you're not gonna be able to see it from here uh tax cuts are coming but maybe not as big as trump promised um so i think there's gonna be it's 
we're not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. Um, very interesting. I'm very interested to see what happens. Can I talk from a design standpoint of the people who are designing this bust that usually you try to make the hair look real? Um, it's either going to make their job easier or harder to make the hair not look real. So I, I just oh, feel man. that's what you're getting. With- I'm just trying to I'm I'm trying to feel their pain right now, like in the whole design process. I want them. You know? I so I so want them to use <laughs> an audio clip from the campaign. <laughs> it's going to be the best. I'm just thinking, just poor guys, gals. Okay, that's pretty. I don't know. Just put a there coconut I here. I couldn't get it because of the taxes. Just having fun, okay? No political. Exactly not get political. I was, I was just I was having just, fun. I would it's, like to also point out, too, that jokes are going to be made. How can we not? always made jokes. That's a joke. If it's our a, jokes know. offend you, write to Kevin. He I don't want jokes about my hair. That's why I wear a hat. So. Kevin likes the really long emails. <laughs> he does. The, best. the longer the better. Yes, yeah. yes. With no punctuation. Yeah. Those are one giant paragraph. No paragraphs, no capitalization. And I'm not saying a single word. (laughs) All right, our third and final news story. Shanghai Disney breaks ground on Toy Story Land. Even though it just opened this summer, the Shanghai Disney Resort is already adding a new land to the park. Ground has been broken for Toy Story Story Land, which will open in 2018. Mm -hmm. The new land has actually been planned even before the park opened because the Toy Story characters are extremely popular in China. The Toy Story Hotel at the resort is actually themed around the film franchise. The new land will feature a themed character meet and greet area, as well as three new attractions. Okay, so let me see if I've got this. This is what confused the hell out of me with this story. They're breaking ground on it now. It's the end of 2016. Inside of 18 months, this is going to be done. Anybody think that in the next 18 months, ours is going to be done? No. Why... Why is and maybe somebody out there can answer this for me? You know, maybe it's because the labor's cheaper in China. I don't know. Why is it that Shanghai Disneyland? I mean, I, I know why they're doing this because the park is tanking. The numbers are horrible at Shanghai Disneyland. They completely overestimated how much the Chinese population would pay for this experience. And so they're having to do something. Why Why are they getting a new land in 18 months and it's going to take us 18 years? Why? I don't know. I don't get it. I believe ours is supposed to open in 2018, too. Where have you heard that? Uh, There's I been no official wanna, announcement. I want to say that's what the rumblings are from Cause the, everyone who's in the parks. I mean, ours is taking a little extra longer because of the entire change to the whole new parking system. And uh, the road work that's being reorganized, uh, that's causing some headaches. But they are they are moving quickly on construction right now at this point. But the rumors are all leading towards 2018. They didn't say when. Couldn't be, it could be like winter 2018. Well, I would have- like I would like to hear Disney make an official announcement that we are going to open in the summer of whatever. I would like to. Why haven't they put a date on any of this stuff yet? That's the thing when you talk about this park, right? So this park, they've planned a new land, so the place is already probably prepped, and also the plans are already in place. They didn't have to go from the ground up, quote unquote. I don't think Shanghai should get some get this before we do. Oh, I don't think honestly, that's part of what's bothering me about this. I don't think Shanghai should get it before Orlando does because they're communists. 
no, it has nothing to do with them being communist. Oh, you tried to make it. Think, you know, <laughs> and it has, it has I thought you were going to jump on that labor was cheaper. I was waiting for you to jump has, on that. No, I mean, Which I, I, think I, I, think, I think labor in China probably is cheaper yeah. than yeah. it is here. I don't want, but I that's don't want not to be a, That's not a away. racist statement. That's just a right. statement of fact. That it is true. I think it's cheaper yeah. for them to build over there than it is here. However, and it has nothing to do with crapping in the bushes. <laughs> Although maybe that helps the plants grow bigger, and I don't know. So they have more lumber to make, build stuff. Um, oh. <laughs> it is, it is Wait, frustrating. They crap in the bushes over They crap it in the bushes <laughs> over there. They're having to send out flyers to people. Don't crap in the bushes. There's something not right about that. And we're going over there next year. I see somebody crapping in the bushes. I'm going to have like I'm going to have an event. It's going to be an event. It's going to be an international incident. It's a long time for that bush. Stop it. I'm going to move ahead. I also there's a Facebook post out there. Apparently, I don't have any um, way to prove whether this is true or not. But several people have sent it to me that Tokyo Disneyland is no longer taking foreign credit cards for ticket media or hotel reservations. Um. For those of you who might be interested in Shanghai, one of the issues we run across as a travel agent is you cannot book Shanghai as a foreign travel agent. You have to go through a Chinese third party, uh, whatever they call it out there. I don't even know if they're called travel agents. But hmm. So there's a lot of restrictions already booking China, and it looks like we're heading for the same restrictions booking Japan. Japan mm. so. Will they take Bitcoin? Oh, you mean Hong Kong? Take what? Bitcoin. Not not Tokyo Disneyland. No, Tokyo Disneyland is not taking foreign credit cards. Uh, th- now this is apparently all over Facebook. Really? And again, I don't have any proof of this. It's one of those things that. Any idea why? I don't. But it's they won't take foreign credit cards for ticket media or hotel reservations. Not to get political. I was, yeah. <laughs> but I think we're heading for a political climate that might lean towards foreign entities not being as friendly towards our dollar. Buy Bitcoin now. Buy Bitcoin. <laughs> well, anyway. I would like to stay at I will be upset. Mr. Park, here's my Bitcoins. I will be upset if Shanghai gets Toy Story, Toy Story Land before we do. I will be upset with that. But I don't know. We'll see. And if, they, if they do, we just start crapping in our bushes. That's and right. See, and see how. And maybe that. Oh, oh, look, they're crapping in the bushes. Let's open it now. <laughs> I would love to see that vlogging with Rhino. Oh. <laughs> would you? Pooping with Rhino. Would you, would you really? Would you? Is, that, is that something you want to say? <laughs> and Oliver and Steve just came into the tail end of that. I want you to go crap in the bushes behind you there. Guys. Oh, yeah, there we go. Peter um, off the Swiss they, family treehouse. Just may, into the water. Well, no, they're at Disney Springs, so maybe oh, maybe mind. they'll open the observatory, Planet Hollywood, sooner if you crap in the bushes. You heard him here. So, there all right. Look at those faces. Thank you, John. That is going to do it for the news. Thank you. Uh, before we move on to rapid fire, we do have Oliver and Steve out in over in Disney Springs. Is he wearing orange suspenders? Yeah. Hello, everyone. Are hey, you guys. wearing orange suspenders? It's his backpack. Oh, I thought I was going to start, like, clearing his outfits in the morning. I said he was dressed as a lumberjack. I'm not that bad. I couldn't hear him. I'm not that fashionable. He's not that fashionable. No, clearly. True. (laughs) That's that's plainly obvious from the image I'm looking at. Um, So, what are you guys doing out in Disney Springs? We are at the Christmas tree trail. 
um, which for those of you that don't know, is a new thing they're doing at uh, Disney Springs for 2016. They've got 15 individually designed Christmas trees that are designed after uh, Disney classic movies. Disney's. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, Let's take you around and show you what they've got. So I have bigger trees on my coffee a table. This is favorite of mine, both during the day and at night. I, I think it's really bad, but we'll get to that. So here's the first one. There's a village tree just here that's themed after uh, the Disney Village. So there's like a magic spells book on it. The like village people tree? It's hard to see. Uh, we're losing you. We're losing, yeah. we're we're losing, losing you. you. Slow it down. Uh, no, we're back. We're back. Can <laughs> Yeah, but you're very broken up. Stop moving. Yeah, Stop moving. Let it, you're let it catch too up. fast. Yeah, well, that's because the queen's got to spin like a top. <laughs> it's like Are we back with you? Yes. In a Sit deck. still when you show us the next tree. Just flip the camera and try not to move. Okay. Thank okay. you for the direction. Um, there's Ooh. a Beauty and the Beast tree Ooh. as well, which <laughs> I can't get too close to, otherwise we'll uh, we'll lose you again. But no, it's uh, there's 15 all together, and I absolutely love it. I actually think it's um, enjoyable both at the day and at night. The changes, they light them up. Steve, on the other hand, hates it. I think this is the stupidest thing done in a while. It feels to me like some manager just told some employee to go to Walmart and buy a bunch of fake Christmas trees <laughs> and decorate them with their own Christmas decorations. Well, yeah, why even there, Target? Holy why crap! Is, why is bad. there no snow on the ground? Why is it like trees in a parking lot? Yeah, I don't know. It seems the theming is horrible, and they don't even have like fake Christmas presents underneath the trees. <laughs> I will say it is very parking lotty. Like, they've not really made much lot. of an effort to cover up the fact that it is in a parking lot. Well, I think the, the best part is the sign. Like they look awesome. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, the the reaction on the boards has been very critical. I mean, people on the boards are saying they think this is stupid. Oliver, how tall are you? How tall am I? Yes. Six two. Can you go stand next to one of those trees so I have some sort of... They're tiny. He said they made them taller. Oh, they did? They yeah. put... Okay. Never mind that. Taller since we just saw Disregard them. what I just you. said. We're only hearing every other word. The, how tall are the trees? Oh, okay. So the trees are... Nine feet, maybe? Yeah, they, they vary. Oh, so okay. they've actually like made them bigger. Feet. There's one tree. There was a Mulan tree, which was very small. It probably was only about five feet. Um, I've come back today, and they've redecorated it, and it's a brand-new tree. It's a lot taller. So um, they did vary a lot more. Now they're, they're pretty big. I'd say they're all around the same size. They're all around a minimum of six to nine feet, I'd say, now. Okay. I was just wondering. It just looks to uh, me like somebody could have set up a better thing in their yard. It it, like Pete's house looks way better than that Christmas tree trail right now. Oliver doesn't think so. Oliver didn't like my Christmas yeah, decorations. It, it oh, just seems rude. extremely cheap to me. Yeah. Oh, see, I like it. I really do. It's keep in mind as well that this is an unticketed event. You don't pay to come to it, so it's like it doesn't mean it has the to be garbage. Expectation you have <laughs> it's it's good enough for an event that is unticketed. I'd say. No, that's, that's a really arousing. That's arousing endorsement. It's good enough. <laughs> it's good enough. I know. I heard it as I said it. That's not the best. So what? What is this I called like again? It. This is called the Christmas tree I, trail of I, tears. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> I live in <laughs> Inappropriate was that? <laughs> oh, Nothing, not- you missed it. You had to be okay. here. Not in your Are people crapping in the bushes? <laughs> Crap under the trees. Are people are people what in the bushes? <laughs> 
You crapping. heard me. You heard us. We were talking about Shanghai Disneyland. <laughs> I just had something about the bushes and all right. <laughs> yeah, this, this connection, this connection, really isn't very good. Yeah, so we'll let you guys get back to your day. Okay. Have a good one, guys. We'll talk Thank to you later. Thank you so much. Thanks, Have a good guys. one. Bye. It was like the first talkie. You know, every time he turned his head away from the mic. It was like the first talkie. <laughs> that wasn't even worth the bandwidth. <laughs> that was Mary like Mary Pickford. <laughs> okay. Which one was Wait. Mary Pickford? <laughs> Both of them. Wait, Ollie didn't like your decorations? He was like, he was yeah, like he, oh, it looks good. He's like, it's nice. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, right? <laughs> my house looks gorgeous. Well, Tiny Tim needs to go home. Huh? He's got a big Charles Dickens Christmas going on. His place. What do you think that's about? <laughs> well, uh, who knows? Anyway, we're going to move on to rapid fire. <laughs> John, we'll start with you. All right. New enhancements are coming aboard the Disney Wonder. Uh, Disney Cruise Line shared some details about the lineup of enhancements debuting this week on the newly transformed Disney Wonder. Um, there's going to be the Marvel Studio Hero Academy, Academy Spider-Man, Captain America, Black Widow, and other superheroes from the Marvel Universe will host training activities for kids all cruise long. Uh, Tiana's Place is the new restaurant celebrating the charm of the Louisiana Bayou. Hmm. Inspired by the Princess and the Frog. Hmm. Um, there's going to be a Wandering Oaken's trading post. Kids can get their Frozen fix with Frozen Adventures in the Youth Club. Uh, imaginative play and hands-on activities, plus one-on-one interactions with Anna, Elsa, and Olaf. One-on-one. One-on-one. Uh, there is also, for adults, there's going to be a new Crown and Finn pub. Um, so you can relax and have fun and get drunk. And then take your shoes off and take a picture of Craig. <laughs> Prom photos. Prom photos. Wrap your arms around Tracy. So always excited when Disney updates something or rehab something, but I think the wonder is going to look beautiful. Whenever they do, when, whenever they put these ships into dry dock, they always do some really cool some really cool upgrades to them. So I'm amazed how fast they do it. Yeah, it's crazy. The transformation's insane. I like that they... Uh, do you think they're crapping in the bushes? That's why it gets done so fast? <laughs> and over, over the ship. It makes lumber grow faster. Uh, I like that they added the Black Widow, too. Like, I, you know, Marvel gets dinged all the time for not having... For undervaluing all the female heroines in Star Wars and Marvel as well. But I think as they get cool. more characters introduced, I think we're going to see the Black Panther... I mm-hmm. think we'll see a lot of the new characters show up there. That would be cool. I agree. We have a, uh, a cruise booked There's in. There's a Black Panther character? There is. He's <laughs> a superhero. <laughs> not an activist. Different type. Uh, yeah. Look, until Marvel does a musical, he's out. <laughs> okay. we, we have a cruise booked in, uh, in March on The Wonder, so I'm looking forward to seeing Tiana's. I'm going to keep an open, an open mind with the menu, but I'm, I'm looking Corey. forward to it. Well, no, I have to. I know you do, but the rest of us might enjoy it. Yeah, but don't you want to hear from somebody who you know is authentic? She does make gumbo in the movie, which I feel like is a little upsetting. It's not on the menu. Have you seen that Facebook video where Disney made gumbo and like they got ripped apart, and they actually had to take the 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 video down (laughs) because they were getting ripped apart that bad? It wasn't authentic. Hopefully, there's nothing like that um, in the Russia. But I'm going to keep an open mind. I can't wait for it. Okay. All right. Thank you, John. Kevin. There's two new stores coming to Disney uh, Springs. Yay! It's they're going to be drawing the people. Are, there's going to be lines. The first one is Living Trends. It will offer succulents, cactus, bamboo, and many other plants. Because there's nothing, nothing easier. Is, nothing's easier to transport home through TSA 
than a cactus. Well, I know where to leave my husband when I take him over there then. And it's cacti. There's going to be different kinds. Living Trends describes itself as a store offering living decor. We used to call them greenhouses where I came from, but okay, good. The other one is Stance, S-T-A-N-C-E. Stance will offer fun underwear and socks. Stop. For men, women, and children. Fun? Fun. This is a big thing. Yeah. These sock stores? Oh, yeah. It's a big, big thing. Well, they have a little mismatched already. That's where you Mm -hmm. got socks that didn't match. There was a great store out in City Walk in Hollywood called the L.A. Sock Market. Had some great stuff. You got me some socks there. Yeah. I got some Power Ranger socks now. The underwear and socks will have designs from Star Wars. Ooh. Major sports teams uh, uh. and much more. Doesn't Sheldon wear like fun underwear? I mean, like it's fun to wear. Do you wear your socks with your underoos? Mm -hmm. That's it. I'm done. I'm out. (laughs) Especially when they make you take your shoes off for prom photos. You had some rocking socks there. Now fun socks. That was the best part of the whole picture. They stood on one (laughs) of those white papers. (laughs) You know the ones where the kids do the (laughs) lay down. Oh, we tried that. They wouldn't print it. I don't even know. <laughs> I, I have no idea what they're talking about. So I know you have no idea we what they're talking about. We should have featured the photo. Obviously, the this the... is something that went on, and I don't want to hear the details, really and truly. Something that went on during the Harmony of the Seas trip they just took. You know those white paper photographs they have on cruise ships? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Didn't t- I just say I didn't want to hear about it? <laughs> Two tipsy elves and one cranky woman. <laughs> Let's put it this way. The alcohol was free. Okay. So you, you better picture. believe so, so she the didn't help. She wanted to do Okay. Them. Again, <laughs> of no, I, I'm long since past the point where I cared about this story. Oh, Lord. So thank you, Kevin. Teresa. <laughs> All right. A new sailing has been added to the list of Disney Cruise Line itineraries for 2017. The Disney Cruise Line blog reports that a three-night Bohemian cruise on the Disney Fantasy, three nights on the Fantasy, right. is now listed as departing from Port Canaveral on May 17th. The cruise will actually spend two days at Castaway, returning to port Saturday, May 20th. I've already booked the couple. Okay, so this, this is-, is weird, right? No pre-announcement by Disney, No, nothing out there that said this was going to happen, and all of a sudden it drops but you know why? Surprise. You think well, it's really white? They're no, saying it is. Um, what what the speculation that we heard was that um, they finalized their dry dock schedule and yeah. they ended up with some extra time because I guess they're going to get done sooner than they expected. So rather than just leave the ship like hanging out smoking cigarettes, uh, they're putting it out for three. People days. are counting on this too. And they're, I they're, I think I, I kind of want to be on it. Yeah. Yeah. A three-nighter. What is, do you know anything about the pricing? I know you're pricing. Um, when I looked yesterday, the pricing was very, very good. It was. I, I <laughs> let's see. But what I think was it? now that the words 2, out. Yeah. So you I, mentioned it's a double dip at Castaway Key. Yeah. Which yep. is really cool. And you just go to Castaway and you hang out for two days and you come home. I yeah. think they're going to stay. Yeah, I think no? they're going to leave. Yeah, they're they going to have to pull out because otherwise they can't open shops the shops. Oh, yeah. So board. they pull out, they spin around, and they come back. Yeah. Probably do fireworks. Yeah. I think it sounds fun. It does sound fun. It sounds fun. And it's, you know, a Wednesday to a Saturday. You know, anybody can. What are the dates again of that? May 17th to the 20th. So, I, like, cool. I like a, a short cruises like that. That's something I would definitely be interested in. Seven nights is a little long for me, but that sounds. Uh, have you done? You've done a seven night. One seven night, and it was a little long. Personally. Yeah. Oh, go back oh, to Indiana. You can unpack them. Oh, oh, damn. Oh. Who was your roommate on that cruise? Easy. Yeah, who were you rooming with? Uh, my wife. 
Uh, <laughs> it felt like an eternity, didn't She's it? She's not watching, is she? <laughs> Try Craig or Corey. They're really fun. Like, <laughs> really? They'll take you to get your picture taken. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Teresa. Corey. All right. Um, hopefully this is rapid. Uh, Walt Disney World brings back refillable mugs with handles. Back in August, um, there were reports that a lot of uh, the refillable mugs had no handles. And now there were reports that some of the mugs are showing up on the shelves without handles, so it's unclear if we're going to get both. People are freaking? Um, the, the, oh, the internet has shut down yeah. um, with this. <laughs> so it's still unclear. It's life altering. That's it. You yeah. may be able to get a handleless mug or one with or a handle. Or you have to go back twice and get one of each. Well, I think what they're probably doing is seeing how they sell with both out there. Yeah. Like, are they selling more of them by offering both, or, you know... Are they just burning through their inventory... Or have they given it no thought whatsoever? (laughs) I think the amount of response, the amount of response to it when they took when they put put out the handleless mugs was pretty substantial. So I'm sure they got that. Well, people, yay or nay? But we did that. Well, we did a we did a poll on our Facebook page, and by a mile, people were like, "Offer both, offer both, one with handles, one without." Some people like the handleless mugs because it fits easier in the cup holder in your car. Other people want the handles because when you know, you're going in the morning to get, you know, coffee and juice for all 17 members of your family. You need handles to hold yep. all the mugs. And so uh, I think uh, I think both camps can be kept happy. I can't imagine it's that big a deal to do both. Right. Um, but only Disney would, you know, do something raising this to an issue. Um, so we'll see what happens. All right. Thank you, Corey. Rhino. Okay. Mine is, there's a rumor now out there that Disney's looking to purchase Netflix. And I'm going to read the whole thing I wrote about it. So it's going to take me a second here. But um, so um, Disney, obviously we know Disney owns Pixar, Marvel, and Lucasfilm. And they're all about their content. Um, So I'm just going to read the part I wrote for the Daily Fix today. So owning the content is only half of it. A key element of entertainment is distribution, something that has dramatically shifted in the last few years. Even though Disney does, of course, own the ABC TV network, it has yet to get a real foothold on the streaming market. Now, recently, AT&T just purchased Time Warner for uh, $85 billion. Um, And what they're going to do is um, create a package that's going to feature Time Warner content, which is stuff like Warner Brothers, HBO, uh, Turner, in a uh, soon-to-launch it's going to be $35 a month. It's a direct TV now service, which is going to have uh, premium channels that Netflix obviously um, doesn't offer. Um, and despite its appealing third quarter, Netflix faces fundamental long-term business challenges of its own. It's a singular content-focused subscription-based business model, and it's having trouble uh, competing with things like AT&T, Amazon, Google, Apple, all those uh, those things. So um, it comes as no surprise that Disney is eyeing uh, a Netflix purchase amidst its declining ESPN subscriber numbers and a continual increase in cord cutters, as well as the increase in consumption of entertainment on non-traditional media platforms. Um, Plus, there was a whole thing about the rise in millennials, or some people that have never even had cable and and will never get it, um, is a big deal that's starting to show up now, too. Um, So there's that, and then the rumor is, too, that they're trying to acquire the CEO of Netflix for their own... For it to come work into the Disney family, Reed as Hastings, well. yeah, yeah, because they want him to succeed. Uh, to when Bob Iger goes, they want him on board. And I think, well, we were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I think it would be awesome if Disney acquired Netflix. I think that would only make it better. 
Um, I, I also think that um, to some degree, we've got to give a lot of leeway to Bob Iger on a choice like this because there was the Pixar acquisition. There was the Lucasfilms. There was Marvel. This guy's 3-0 and in choosing this stuff. And it sounds similar to what happened when he acquired Pixar. Steve Jobs got added to the board of directors at Disney. Um, so, and I think, you know, what I like about Reed Hastings is, do you guys remember when they when he decided to split the physical DVD side of the business from the streaming business and create two different products? Like yeah. it was yesterday. And the internet... <laughs> The internet went crazy. People were like, this is the end of Netflix. And the stock tanked. And he's like, trust me, I know what I'm doing. And now look at it. So he's got a a track record of of not just um, making bold, smart business decisions, but now a track record also of developing original content. A lot of the original stuff that Netflix is producing has Hello. been wildly popular, award-winning, very stuff. successful, um, and I think it is a departure. For, uh, choosing Reed Hastings, you know, tapping Reed Hastings to be Bob Iger's replacement, completely out of left field. Something I don't think any of us thought we would be talk- possibly talking about. It's not going with a typical Hollywood uh, studio head. Um. I think there's um, reasons for that, too, about Reed Hastings, is that Netflix um, especially has a really... um, I have a lot of reservations about Disney buying Netflix. Um, One of them, obviously, being like a hike in subscription costs, because Netflix is not very expensive a month. It's like it's up to like $11 now, I think, or something like that. It's going to be like $70 for four days of unlimited watching. (laughs) Well, the other thing is the the diversification of what they offer right now. So they start shows like um, they are offering their like their children's shows. You know, they can right now Netflix can operate and go anywhere it wants and go to any company out there in any studio in Hollywood and say we want this. But when Disney owns it, I don't know that a show like Voltron that they have that's very successful for them would ever get created ever again. I don't know that there are other that I feel like they're going to start narrowing their road that they have in front of them, which be the might Disney be a good, Netflix. might be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would, however, open up the opportunity to have the massive backed catalog that is still unavailable of Disney films, I'm sure, would pour out. And it would change. It would have a dramatic shift in Hollywood because then you have somebody who's also not only the uh, production studio, but they're also the distributor, which has also been a major changing point in Hollywood. In terms of streaming. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's cool that they want him to work for them because clearly he's in tune with generational people. You know what I mean? He appeals to, like, there are kids that love Netflix because it created... It recreated these retro shows for them. And then there are other people who like Netflix because of shows like House of Cards or, you know, stuff like that. And so I can definitely see his appeal for why Disney wants to tap into this very talented man, you know. But that's. Well, like I know. said, I, I would give, uh, I, I give a lot of latitude to Bob Iger on a decision like this because so far, yeah. you know, everybody said he was going to destroy Marvel. I was um, worried about Marvel too. And, and look, yeah, what look happened. at it now. Yeah. So I think that. This guy obviously knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. It just—it's so clear from the decisions he's made in terms of these acquisitions, how they've bolstered the brand, how he's how he's uh, used them has been incredible. Um, and so I give a lot of latitude. But your point's well taken yeah. about 
Netflix has Netflix has the energy of uh, you know entrepreneurial energy almost yeah, exactly. with Netflix and. Uh, that's what's built it to where it is. What happens when a corporate overlord comes in and starts sanitizing yeah. it? Well, it gets, um, it gets scary because we've seen <laughs> how Disney can be with things that work well and how they squeeze it too tightly sometimes to the mm-hmm. point, and then they don't want to let go of the cloth. Instead, they just like you know throw it away. Throw it away. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as it stops producing. Yep. That's a good point and all fair. All fair. Yeah. But personally, I'd be excited to see it happen. It'll be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Um, so, again, it's just a rumor. It's not has not been announced, but it, I think that it's interesting. I would be sorry to see Netflix lose some of the edgy stuff. Yeah. And with the Disney ownership, I see some of the edgy stuff going away. I, see, I, would, I don't I'll agree g- with that. It's like Daredevil. I was going to say, I'll give them credit because the stuff that they put on that Disney – Disney's had a very – uh, amazing working relationship with Netflix that has been very successful for both of them with all of that Marvel stuff. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and now Luke Cage is a massive uh, thing for them too. Yeah, but do you think Orange is the New Black and House of Cards fit the Disney And that's the, that's what I, you know, and there's shows even more than those that yeah. I right. worry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're very dark. The Marvel stuff that's shown up on Netflix is dark. It's rated it's R. Not, it's not, yeah, it's rated R. It's not, not been sanitized. That kind of surprised me as well. So I think, you know, um, and they also, you know, part of the reason Hollywood Pictures was created and part of the reason uh, they had uh, Miramax was to create different mm-hmm. types of films that don't fit under the Disney brand. Um, I think that, as you said, Daredevil and yeah. Jessica, uh, Jessica Jones in particular um, strike a very different chord. You would never see on ABC. You would oh, never no, see yeah. on any Disney branded product. So I think Netflix, an acquisition of Netflix would give them the cover. To be able to do stuff like that without attaching it immediately and completely to the Disney. Yeah, but how about what they did with Deadpool? I mean, that's just out there Marvel Disney, and that's well, that's about as edgy as you can get with. Yeah, they made it very clear that that is Marvel Studios and Fox. So it's like it's Disney's the parent company with Marvel being the umbrella. Castle showing when it it shows up somewhere. No, it doesn't. It doesn't uh, have a castle. No, it's, it's just a Marvel the flip. No, it, it's uh, Fox owns the rights to it, so they have to work with. It's a weird. It's a spider web. Like it's Disney owns it, and but Disney inherited an awful lot of contracts and agreements when they when they took over Marvel. Yeah, um, they they you know Universal, Fox, other other properties. Uh, that they have to navigate around. So I think, yeah, Deadpool was a fox. It's yeah, it's X, anything X Men, uh, and so Deadpool is in the X Men universe belong to them, and they make deals sometimes where they swap characters back and forth yeah. or something like that. But like Spider Man is the first one to work with them with Disney specifically. So that's the first studio to come. We'll be able to see Pollyanna on Netflix, right? Bring back movies. Bring back the old stuff. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Pollyanna, the zombie hunter, right? (laughs) I don't know that Netflix would have pursued Gilmore Girls if it was run by Disney. That's the only, you know, stuff like that that makes me nervous. I think it remains to be seen if it even happens. But I think that the concept of it gets me excited. I think, you know, especially, uh, yeah, I think what I've seen Disney do with brands yeah. that I was afraid they were going to destroy and you know Lucasfilm hello yeah. look at it you can't argue you can't argue that the, the the film was great the first Star Wars film they released was absolutely incredible and I've got I've got uh, got good hopes for what oh yeah what's coming up so all right thank you Rhino we're going to move on uh, Will did you want to add to this I'm I was just, just going to say, do you think like a, a straight-up distribution deal would be better than 
you know, buying out Netflix? No, they need the streaming channel because, as Rhino pointed out in that article, uh, that is one area where they're very weak. Right, their distribution it's like, is dropped off with yeah. TV sales. But specifically, specifically the streaming. It's, it's it, moving in that – everything's moving in that direction. And even the rumor of Disney considering buying a streaming service – really just kind of says, okay, this is the way it's going to go now. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Craig, did she you? go out? Or? That's Abigail, you hear. Tap dancing. Tap dancing throughout the studio. <laughs> um, all right, thanks, Rhino. Craig. Okay, so we have our final narrator for Candlelight Processional. Uh, from December 7th to the 9th, it will be Anthony Mackie, who in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Falcon. Do you think he's going to dress like that? I hope he does. Um, <laughs> we got to see him at the last D23 Expo when he came out to talk about... Um, uh, it was uh, Civil War, right? Yeah, Civil War. Yeah. That's right. So long ago. Um, but yeah, he was hilariously entertaining for his uh, short like 30 seconds on stage so I, I can only imagine how he'll be whenever he gets to do the entire uh, entire oh. candlelight process- processional so. hopefully not hilariously yeah I hope yeah, I don't, don't, don't go hilarious too. with it you know? yeah. he can be- I think they all pretty much say exactly the same thing yes but with different with different inflection points yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Thank you, Craig. Um, before we head out, I um, want to talk a little bit about the new Jingle Bells, Jingle Bam nighttime show at Hollywood Studios that has been added for the season. The guys had a chance to check it out last night. It's opening night, and uh, we do have a short little sizzle reel kind of showing you some of it before we talk about it. So, okie doke. Um, so, uh, now, I wasn't there last night with you guys. I was watching the live feed. Um, we were streaming that live on Facebook last night. I thought it looked great. I I was really happy with it. But I think there's been some mixed reaction from you guys. Uh, I was there with Oliver. Uh, we both, and then Kylie as well, too. Um, I would say underwhelming in person. Uh, it's First off, it's branded as a, a fireworks show. And I know that you saw some in the video, but for a 14-minute show, there was maybe about 45 seconds of fireworks. And I don't, I don't consider shooting a couple straight up in the air like they do around Cinderella Castle. Yeah. That's not fireworks. Fireworks are big booms. Um, and they just... Big bams. Big bams. They did not bring the bam with Jingle, jingle Bell, bams. Jingle Bam. Um, I mean, the, the whole storyline, it was very cute. Uh Santa's missing. Wayne and Lanny come in and have to find him. You know, Oogie Boogie captures him. I don't want to ruin it for you, but they get oh, Santa back. Do. Christmas is saved. <laughs> um, some of the effects are cool. Like, they added LED lights to all the trees around the area, so you couldn't see that in the video. Um, but it's you're kind of surrounded in Christmas. And uh, with the snow effects happening, too, I mean, that's those were all adult arms. You saw in the video reaching up trying to grab snow, which... People like soap snow. Um, Ferris does. But, it, it, you know, it, it was a cute show. Uh, the reason I say underwhelming is people are upset because it is definitely not even 10% of a replacement for the Osborne lights. Right. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm seeing on the boards. Yeah. yeah. It's just something, unless they put Osborne lights somewhere else, they wouldn't be able to fully replicate it. This, if they added a little bit more fireworks into it, give a little bit more, uh, more of a bang to the show, then... I think people would walk away a lot happier, but 
it's better than having no holiday entertainment at all. Is it so. also disappointing when you compare it to the Star Wars fireworks? Yes. Yeah, yeah Star, Star Wars has a little bit more, and something about Star Wars just feels more epic, especially like the lightsaber ending. It's just something like that's very, very cool. Look, I got him to smile. Um, I know, I saw that. I, 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 Star Wars. I, like, I, like, I saw that. I love that show. And I, I, didn't, I didn't hate this one. Um, I, actually, Hollywood Studios last night overall was just beautiful. They were, they were doing the snow all up and down Hollywood Boulevard, too. And they've actually decorated it uh, really well this year. Um, so- I, have to, I really have to give them credit that um, for as annoying as it is, that three quarters of that park is shut down right now. <clears throat> they didn't. I I was afraid what they were going to do was like, yeah, we're building stuff, but so here's you know this one attraction and this restaurant. Enjoy yourself. They're not doing that. They really are trying to make the experience as good as possible under the circumstances. <laughs> so I've got to give them credit there because I keep you know I haven't been over there in a while. That's what I keep hearing is that you know. Some of these things that are getting added are really cool. They're putting in these little extra touches to try and make it make it a little nicer. Um, now, is there a dessert party associated with this? Yes, and sir. that was getting some good reviews. That was getting some good commentary. Yeah, uh, on I'm. The boards. I'm going to be able to experience the dessert party tomorrow night, so I'll see firsthand what kind of snacks and treats are available for it. Um, but. I, I think they're still doing the same style that they were doing with Star Wars, that they're doing desserts at a separate location, maybe launch bay for this one too. And then they are just coming out like five minutes before the fireworks starts and they get their VIP viewing area, which is it's the best spot you can watch them from and you have, you have a great view of it. So, um, you know, they, they've got to do a lot for whatever it is, 69 plus tax. I want Yo, to say. Folks so. on the board. That on the boards that did it last night were giving it high marks. They said it was really, they felt it was worth it. So, one thing I'm going to miss about Osborne Lights, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be great too, but I, I'm going to miss that it was just free flowing. It seems like a lot, a lot of stuff at Disney, it's hurry up and wait. You, you get your spot for the fireworks, you get your spot for the parade, you get your spots for the show. Um, Osborne, you just go in Wander and walk around, freely, yeah. and you don't really need a spot, you just kind of enjoy it. Um, I'm going to miss that part because yeah. there was really no planning involved. There was also you had the opportunity to spend as little or as much time right, as you wanted. Right, right, right. But so, all right. Well, thank you for that uh, report, Craig, and for that video. If you want to see the full video of the Jingle Bells Jingle Bam Show, head out to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/wdwinfo for that particular for that particular video. So that is going to do it for our show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Have a good week. <laughs>